Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Myself, 
Alpine Rose and Winterbrook. Hello, Winterbrook. Good evening. Hey, everybody. We're Welcome. here every Thanks Thursday evening at 7 p.m., and we offer a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help guide you in your day-to-day living. Topics will include, but not be limited to, spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities, monthly meditation, which is tonight, yay, Uh, chakras, gemstones, divination methods such as tarot runes, astrology, animal communication, and more. We do have special guests from time to time, and we invite you to join us here every Thursday evening. If you happen to miss a live broadcast, it's always available through the archives. If you uh, click on the link that's all over Facebook that we share each week, click on the link to listen to the show, and it will take you directly to the archived version, or, if you wish, the following day, you can reach... This, the uh, live broadcast, you can listen to it on iTunes, look under the Seika Network for the Wisdom of Spirit, and click on that, and you'll be able to listen to the previous evening's broadcast. So, um, also, if you're listening and you want to call into the show, the number here to call into the studio is 347-677-0699. And I have to apologize. I'm congested because I've had a month-long cold. Whatever this thing is that's going around, it's got me really good. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Winterbrook is a very busy lady. So, Winterbrook, what's up next on your schedule? Wow, it is actually getting quite busy. I put my schedule together today. Um, my, I'm actually Monday night. I'm going to be at Voice of the Soul Healing giving an evening of spirit messages. Um, this is a, an event that was postponed uh, because of the snow we had. The roads were very icy, even though we didn't get a lot of snow. So I, they may or may not have an open seat, because I think someone was unable to make the um, rescheduled date. Uh, information's on my website, winterbrookmedium.com, if you want to check that out. Uh, alternatively, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods the week after on Monday, February 13th, right before Valentine's Day, a day of love, at the Westbury Memorial uh, Public Library giving a presentation and demonstration of mediumship. Uh, the beginning of March, I'm going to Jacksonville well, where I will be giving a public demonstration along with um, some small groups and gatherings down in Jacksonville. And then I'm back at the Voice of the Soul Healing on March 21st to do a mediumship development workshop. It's a one-nighter. So if you ever wanted to kind of dip your toes in without committing to like a six- or eight-week class, this would be an opportunity. Uh, Contact Terry Leone. Again, the contact information is on my website. And then April 4th, I'll be at Williston Park. Public Library. It's a terrific library. It's everything is in one building: the police department, the courthouse, uh, the village hall, and the library. It's really cool. Uh, and then April 21st, I will be uh, at the Eyes of Learning with four other talented professionals at Meet the Psychics Night. Usually Dan Ackner's there and Dee Cologne. And then last time we had Ronnie Todd. So hopefully, I'm not sure who the others will be. I know Dan will be there, but. Um, it should be a lovely, lovely evening. And, yeah, and then just going forward in May, a Great Neck Public Library just signed on and Long Beach Public Library. And last do mark down, I have my uh, colleague from the U.K. coming over to Northport, her first visit in the States in May, and we're going to be doing some joint demonstrations. Uh, she will be going into full trance and... Um, The guide she works with takes over her hand, and they draw a portrait of your loved one who is coming through from spirit and speaking with me to relay messages to those members in the audience. So it's really a a one-of-a-kind night because you get, hopefully, if you're selected, you get a message and a portrait to take home. So we are actually filling up for the um, events that are being held at my Northport office. 
So if you are interested, you really need to contact me and get on the list because they're almost full. People are excited. She's, she's, this woman is quite renowned, and she's um, in high demand and tours all over the U.K., Australia, and Europe. So this is a special, special treat. Take advantage of it. But I have other stuff. You can check the calendar. I don't want to, like, spend the whole show. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself anxiety over uh, how much i got to get done. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, if you want to check out Winterbrook, it's www.winterbrookmedium.com. If you want more information on me, go to www.readingswithrose.com. Pardon the sniffles. Aw, <laughs> poor everybody send Rose a hug and some love. Oh, my God, it's relentless. I brought in the new year with a cold. I guess it's, it's like a super cold or something. It's like a cold flesh virus. And then I said, okay, it's got to go at some point. Chinese New Year came and went. I brought in Chinese New Year with the sniffles and all of this head stuff. And I'm still here. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm resilient. <laughs> so Aww. tonight is a meditation night. And... Um, we're going to go into meditation. I just want to say I started a page, oh, God, six years ago. Time flies. It's called Reiki Ward. And the idea for Reiki Ward was to send distance healing to everyone and anyone around the globe who needed it for free. All you had to do is go to the page, Reiki Ward, put your request in, say, you know, okay, please have healing for whoever, whatever, wherever. And we would do it. And I truly don't believe I came very close to doing it yesterday or this morning. In the six years that I've been admin for that page and, and have it out there for everyone, I've never requested self-healing. And I'm like, you know what, I think I'd better go on my own page <laughs> and request healing. Because we have somewhere between, I'd say, four and 600 Reiki practitioners there on the ward that help daily sending distance Reiki healing. But so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Winterberg, are you ready to do the meditation for February? Oh, I am. I am. All right. Just let me find the music for it. And we will get started. I know I have it in here somewhere. Sometimes fairies change things around. Lately, my fairies, they always play with my jewelry and my, my crystals, you know, anything shiny. But lately, I really think they're into my kitchen utensils and things because utensils are disappearing. I'm not quite sure it's them, but all right, I got it. Here we go. I have to start this a little loud. Good. That's a good volume. That's good. Okay, we'll leave it right there. All right. So, this is our monthly meditation. This is an opportunity... Uh, for those that are listening, either now or in the future, I know some people are tuning into the um, archives to hear the meditations, uh, to relax, reconnect with their, your higher self, and connect with uh, spirit, be it your loved ones or your guides. So in preparation of this very sacred time that you're taking for yourself, which is necessary to enable you to continue giving to others, Take in a nice, deep, cleansing breath. And then exhale, releasing any tightness or tension you may be holding. Let's do a second cleansing breath. <clears throat> Again, inhale very, very deeply, bringing in the fresh, energetic oxygen. And then exhale any tightness or tension you may be holding in your body. 
and we'll take one more cleansing breath. And this time, as you breathe in the oxygen and fill your lungs, imagine each cell of your body also inhaling energetic air. So taking in the breath, energizing every single cell of your body, and as you exhale, have each cell of your body release anything that's dragging you down. You no longer need it. Now I want you to focus on grounding a little bit. So if you're sitting in a chair, you have your feet on the floor, maybe imagine roots beginning to grow out from the bottom feet and allow the growth for through the base of your building and in Mother Earth. And as the roots grow deep, begin to imagine branches springing from the roots so that you create a whole root system under Mother Earth. And those roots and branches begin to blend with the nurturing, loving, grounded energy of Mother Earth. And she begins to send that energy up those roots, through your feet, through your calves and thighs, and into your root chakra area. You begin to feel very supported and safe. She continues to send her energy upward through your stomach or chakra area, filling the sacral chakra, continuing up, filling the solar plexus chakra. And these chakras become aligned as her energy soothes over them. And you feel more and more relaxed. And then you become aware of a beautiful white light that seems to be descending from the heavens, from God. And you open yourself to enable that light to enter upon and within your crown chakra at the top of your head. And this beautiful white shimmering light of divine origin blends with you and begins to raise your vibration. Your head almost feels as if it's buzzing a little bit from the beautiful energy that is beginning to fill it. You feel your third eye located between your eyebrows hum, buzz, and begin to open. And as this is all going on, you feel your own consciousness grow higher as if you begin to tune in other realms and dimensions. For they truly exist. But sometimes in our day-to-day activities on the earth plane, we kind of close them out, or our awareness of them, I should say. For they exist eternally. And it's these realms and levels where your guides and your angels and your loved ones in spirit exist and try to connect with you. And right now, we're in the process of aligning ourselves so that we can connect with them. So we enable that divine light to continue to fill us, going right past the throat chakra and into the heart chakra. And as it reaches the heart chakra, you feel your heart open and you feel you feel filled with an overwhelming sense of unconditional love and connectedness connectedness with the source and your higher self. This is a natural state to be. So take a moment and feel how you feel in this state. Perhaps you feel a gentle vibration 
throughout your aura. The aura is the energy field that surrounds your body. And taking in a breath now, allow your aura to expand. And as you do, even if you don't understand what an aura is, by thinking it shall, it will, you feel your consciousness once again elevate to a slightly higher level. Perhaps you become aware of different colors entering your mind's eye. Perhaps you see violet or indigo. Maybe you're seeing a red or an orange. Possibly a light blue, a yellow, a green or a pink, or some combination thereof. Take a moment and allow colors to come into your mind's eye, your imagination. See if you can see any color or several colors. If color appears in your mind, allow yourself to absorb it to your full body. For truly we are energetic beings. And energy often shows itself in the form of color. Now imagine, if you will, that white light from the divine coming down and enfolding or surrounding entire body and aura. Feel as if you're wrapped in this beautiful white bubble of light, but high vibration, a gift from God. Accept the gift with gratitude and understand the unconditional love that is held for you. Feel yourself getting lighter and lighter. Perhaps now some of you are aware of the presence of another being. This could be one of your gods, or it could be one of your loved ones from spirit connecting with you now. Just allow yourself to sense fear or safe. And if you're not accustomed to doing this, just accept what comes to mind. You have no one to prove it to. Just allow it. For allowance is all the first step in receiving. You need to allow it. Now allow this loved one to communicate with you. Become aware of my voice once again. <laughs> and this signals to you that it's time for your loved one to take a step back. But as they do, they send you one last hug or loving energy. Allow yourself to absorb that Feel it. Know that that is your true essence, and that the universe would will that you experience this feeling every moment of your existence. And in a way, you do. It's just located in your heart center. So sometimes 
to get away from the harsh realities of life on earth. Center and quiet yourself and bring yourself back here to this moment. If you do not remember how to return, merely ask your guides or your angels and they will bring you here to this moment. Take a nice breath as we begin to journey back to our present. Begin to feel yourself more present in your physical body. Begin to become aware again that the earth has continued to send you earth energy and you're beginning to feel the groundedness that she has shared with you. Retain any improvements you feel with your physical body, your mental state, or your emotional state. Those are gifts. It is your gift and your right to feel calm and at peace because you really are spiritual being having a physical existence. So take a nice deep breath and bring yourself fully back to the present moment, opening your eyes and feeling much better. And thank you for allowing me to accompany you on your journey. Namaste. I do think that somebody fell asleep. <laughs> I'm putting my little psychic antenna out there, and somebody was listening, and I kind of feel like they drifted off to sleep, and that's okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one with insomnia, but I can put people to sleep. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing at this point, but anyway. So I hope you feel a little better, Rose. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Well, then, then that's good. Every time that's I good. feel a little better, I feel like I relapse. And I know I'm one of those people that the minute I do feel a little bit better, I dig right into everything that I've had to do but couldn't do because I was too weak and sick to do, I overdo. So I've been watching myself. If I felt a little better, I talk to myself. I'm like, Rose, don't go crazy. Just, you know, keep resting, but... And and I do that, and then I just I relapse again. <laughs> Aw. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, but, you do have, uh, I'm actually I'm guilty of the same thing because I very rarely take sick time. Um, you know, you really most people can't, and uh, so when I do get sick, um, and I start to feel better things accumulate, like you said, and I do the same thing. Yeah, well, the one thing I've got to say is it's not so much, uh, I I don't work. I will not work when I'm sick because of the work I do. I'm not going to be doing readings. I'm not going to be doing healings. Uh, I had to cancel a client the other day because we had pushed her forward, figuring, okay, like by then I'll be okay, and I wasn't. And I, I kind of, like, did my own evaluation, and I'm, like, I'm at 60% right now. And she's got heavy energy, and she's kind of resistant. It's like, she'll tell you, oh, yeah, I want to I get better. But you know in her psyche, in her, in deep in her subconscious, she, she doesn't want to. She's, she's holding on to all the fear and all the muck and all the stuff that she's got. And I'm like, no, I, I can't. There's no way I'm going to try and do any work on this woman. It'll kill me. So 
I really have not been working. Basically, I've been sleeping. <laughs> I've been sleeping, taking vitamins, drinking a lot of hot tea and herbals and all that kind of stuff and just trying to be good to myself. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, a lot of people in this day and age forget that they need to also take care of the self. You know, we get so busy... Um, working, taking care of others, whether it's uh, aging parents or children or, you know, somebody in between, that we kind of tap ourselves out and um, we then fall. And that's not such a good thing. So you really do need to have some self-care and time for self. Um, You need to have some fun. You know, and it's just really, I understand, it's so hard in today's day and age. Uh, If you have kids, I I know, you know, some of my friends have multiple children and uh, close in age, and they're running them back and forth. Who has to be where? They have to be in two places at once. So, um, you know, and then trying to mix up working full time, and I get it. And it's really, really difficult. I see a lot of moms just kind of dragging because of that. So... Very draining, yeah. And now the other problem we have is this part of the world right now, uh, we're in the winter season where the days are shorter and colder, so people are less inclined to go outdoors uh, than they are in the warmer. They're getting less sunshine. Um, That contributes to the blues some people have something called seasonal affective disorder, I think is what they call. They just get very depressed. I have that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the Every is, time there's a, a change in season, I do a nosedive, and it takes a while to integrate into the new season. It's really yeah, difficult. And then, you know, and when you do that, yeah. those nosedives, that just brings your immunity down. Um, yep. You know, and then I also, I mean, this time of year, in particular, I don't know. I mean, I have other years that I know people, a lot of people got sick. But I was reading something in one of the papers um, that doctors were noting that this was a particularly bad year for nasty flu. So many um, people getting this, the flu and this extended cold that you seem to have also gotten. And, um, uh. you know, so... It's well, I've got it kind of, they've been calling it a cold slash virus. It's not the flu, but whatever this is, it's it's horrible. Right, but I'm saying, but it is a particularly vile year for the flu as well. Yeah, and a lot of paper. people got flu, yeah. And I know some people who got flu shots even got the flu. Well, knock on wood, I haven't gotten the flu. And uh, so thank you, universe. Um but I think uh, we're, we're close. We're about halfway through the winter up here. So it's coming, the spring and the longer sunshine days. And I think people are just genuinely more healthy when they're getting outside, getting the sun, you know. And then, so right now, this is the tough time. Yeah, if you can get through this, you can get through anything. <laughs> Yeah, we need and, to we need to move you to um, Arizona. To my, I love my I go to Arizona uh, every so often. It's warm all the time. It gets super hot, but it's also just warm, so you don't have to put up with the cold. And there's lots and lots of sunshine. You'd love it. Oh yeah, I'm due for a trip to Florida, but I uh, can't seem to see my way clear. You know, getting uh, time wise to take it. Oh, I could do it in Arizona or Florida. I'd even take California at this point. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I'm one of those people, too. I did this in January. I start to get to a point where I'm, like, panicking. I can't take the darkness anymore. So I, I go and I calculate, when is it going to stop getting dark so early? On January 12th, sunset was at 4.50, and now, right about now, on January 31st, it was at 5.13. I got to tell you, January 31st, 
to have it get dark after 5 p.m., I was doing the happy dance. <laughs> yeah! Aww. And now we set our clocks ahead. Well, on, on February 27, sunset is at 5.45. Oh, you mentioned uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day sunset is at 5.30. So it's getting better and better. And then March 12 is when um, the clocks spring ahead on March 11th. Buck this down, people. you got to spring ahead on March 11th. And then on March 12th, sunsets at 7 p.m. So people who get affected like I do and that, that getting dark at 4 in the afternoon really makes you crazy. Uh, we're getting better. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> thanks for telling me about March 11th because I'm actually flying back to Florida from Florida today. So I'll have to note that so I don't miss my flight. And um, as bad as it is, Rose, <clears throat> I was over in um, – Denmark and, and Norway and Iceland in the summer, and I think Denmark, they only have six hours of daylight at the peak of winter. The sun rises okay. around 9 a.m. and it sets at 3 p.m., and that's not even that bad. When you start getting up to northern Norway and Iceland, um, they have maybe two or three hours of sunlight during their winter. Oh now, the flip, oh, yeah. the flip side was when I was there in July with my girls, um, in Iceland, the sun didn't go down until a quarter to midnight, and the sun came up around <laughs> 4 a.m. So, well, as bad as it is for us now, it's actually better than it is there, I think. It would yeah. drive me nuts 20 hours, day in and day out of uh, darkness. Well, you'd be, you'd be doing, yeah, because, you know, I find the more light there is, the more I do, and, of course, the less light there is, the more I just want to hibernate. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. When it's, it's dark, that's bedtime. You know, that's time to put my feet up and get ready for bed. It's not time to do things like clean or work. or So, except Thursday nights. If it's dark out, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm here with you. Yeah, I have that nasty habit of picking up a second wind after midnight. And, you know, that that's not good. But we're all different. I always was more of a night person than a, than a morning person. And oh, my grandmother used to have person. a thing. You're what, honey? I'm more of a day person, but that makes sense. You and I come from opposite spectrums, which makes it so nice because you and I just kind of meld very well together. We balance each other out. <laughs> yeah, together we're like a perfect balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. My grandmother used to have this saying on rainy days, and I'm so much like my grandmother sometimes. She would look outside and say, oh, it's rainy. Rainy days make me so blue. I'm the same way. I, I, You know, people, when they say they love the rain, I hate it because it just brings me down. <laughs> and just like Grandma that way. Aw. Oh, well. Yeah. But you know what's helpful? Um, if for people that experience, uh, you know, the depression during the dark days and the gray days, it's very helpful to have a lot of color to look at. So um, I remember when I was practicing law, I used to actually get something similar. I get bleary-eyed. You know, when you're typing 50-page documents, sometimes you just get bleary-eyed. I had purchased this crazy painting, and it had so many vibrant colors, and it was hung right above my computer station. And when my eyes, when I was just getting past that point, I would just sit back and just stare at this painting. And the colors, I guess subconsciously, I absorbed them. And it would just kind of re-energize me, almost as if, you know, you got up and you took a walk around the block. And at that that point in my life, I wasn't familiar with color therapy or auras or depletion of energy, things like that. So it makes complete sense. And I think something that's become very popular along the same concept is uh, coloring, right? 
coloring mandalas. They have these coloring books. Coloring books. But it doesn't have to be a mandala. It could be anything. And it could be anything. Um, it's a very inexpensive therapy, and it would be very helpful for these drab days. Um, another, you know, uh, another suggestion would be uh, to go purchase a couple of uh, puzzles, you know, those 500-piece puzzles with vibrant colors in it, and spend 20 minutes on a cold, drab, dreary day playing with the puzzle. I know that sounds silly, but, you know, we're spiritual beings. We ought to express ourselves through some form of play uh, to keep our spirit healthy. And then being able to do so, whether you're coloring coloring books or playing with a colorful puzzle, you know, something quiet and and, and reflective, but you're just using that color, uh, can be very healing for your aura and your spirit. And I mean that in the way of your emotions. All right? So kind of like bring the springtime indoors that you can't enjoy outdoors. Yeah, or even painting. But painting involves a lot of color. Oh, sure. And, uh, reality, absolutely. Yeah. Or, you know, you know someone fun. asked me the other day, is all of this stuff and all of the social media postings and, and you know, moaning and complaining and anger and all the different emotions that are behind all the posts and the tweets and whatever they're called, does that affect someone who is empathic or sensitive or intuitive or psychically inclined? And I'm like, well, to a certain degree, yeah. Um, you just have to learn how to protect yourself and shield yourself so that it's not. Because I've got to say over the past week or so, I feel all of that like kind of whirling through the atmosphere like like the only Definition I could give it is like dust, and uh, I don't know. Are you, are you feeling kind of the same thing? Well, yeah, I spent a lot of time on Facebook, as you know, uh, both for you know business purposes, but also socially. And I tell you, it was starting to really take an effect on me. Um, the post after post after post of negative, political, negative, negative, negative. I just, you know what? I don't mind, like, I want to hear if somebody's not feeling good because I can send them, you know, they're my friend, and I want to be able to send them a hug or send them energy. I, I, I don't need to see time and time again all the other, that, you know, mims and political stuff that's really negative, not when it's like coming at, like, every single post for, like, 15 posts in a row. I want to see happy things that my friends are experiencing. I want to know if they're not well or if they've had a loss so I can send support. You know, I want to know that. I want to see jokes. I love to see those funny memes or little pet pet pictures. So, yeah, um, the, the tone of the posts was starting to get me down because it was clogging up my news feed, and I wasn't seeing posts from, you know, genuine posts from my friends about what's going on in their life. Uh, that's what I want. You know, to me, Facebook is also a form of my play date because, you know what, like you mentioned, we're all busy. I run two businesses, and and um, I, you know, we kind of chattered out what I'm. These are, that's not even half of what I'm doing. What I mentioned at the beginning of the show, because I'm also teaching and private clients, and um, I have my other business. I have my kids. I'm a sole parent, so I'm busy. I don't have time to like, you know, touch base with as many of my friends as I would like. So it's really convenient when I can just kind of go through posts and say, oh, this one's son got an A on this, and this one's passed his driving test. Oh, this one's mom's not doing well. Let's put them on the healing prayer. You know, or just a funny little, oh, my goodness, I did this dumb thing today. Ha, ha, ha. I love that stuff. You know, so when I kept getting the the backup of just constant political negativity, it was just like taking my Facebook away from me. I wasn't happy. Yeah, I don't want to not do Facebook because then, you know, like I'm on the radio with you tonight and um, I've worked all day. I don't really have much energy to start making phone calls at 8 o'clock at night. I have hundreds of friends that I care and truly love. 
you know, but I can't call everybody once a week to, to, to stay on top of what's going on in their life. So it's a really nice tool if it's used that way. So that's, right. that's my two cents. Right. Yeah, it's just a lot of times I'll post things to make people aware of what's going on. Um, but sometimes even that, it's like some people, like you said, some people you look at their feeds, it's all like, hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, and all of that stuff. I can't, de- I can't do it. I had to like stop following those people because it was just too much. Every post was something horrible. I, I can't do it. But um, it's just uh, it's the volume because again, one here and there is fine. But when you're, you know, whether it's the hate Trump or love Trump, either way, I don't care. But when it's being shoved down your throat and it's it's clogging up your news feed so you're not seeing the personal stuff from your other friends, that was what was bothering me, you know. I mean, right. I, I'm kind of off the wall a little bit. I actually try to wish every single person a happy birthday <laughs> that comes up on the birthday announcements in the morning. Oh, I do that, too, all the time. I got Everybody, 40, I have a friend of mine, it's the birthday, I always wish them a happy birthday. Yeah, but I got almost forty two hundred friends on my Facebook list. Oh they're, no, no, no. Then they've done that, got rid of all of them almost. <laughs> no, but it's just like I think everybody should have a happy birthday. I mean that's a nice thing. So I don't care if I don't really know them that well, I want to wish them a happy birthday if it's their birthday. It's like, you know, smiling right. at somebody when you're walking down the street to say hello or holding the door open for someone. I don't know. So <laughs> right. well, well, I don't know. After living in New York City for 22 years, uh, we didn't smile at people on the street. <laughs> okay, well, September Rose, I live in Northport. We're known as the other Mayberry. Okay, people actually do smile at you. Um, our town is almost a little magical, you might want to say, because it's quite different from what you experience in other places. Oh, I love the town of Northport. Yeah, it's so yeah. cute there. I love it. I remember years, 23 years ago when we moved out here to Westbury, it was looking at people and saying, what's wrong with these people? And then my neighbor said to me once, oh, you locked your door? I'm like, what do you mean I locked my door? Of course I locked my door. I'm from New York. She said, we don't lock the door. I'm like, they're crazy out here. They don't lock their doors. Oh, they slam the people, they greet people, they don't lock doors, they don't lock car doors, you know. I was locking everything up. No, we do have to lock doors now, Rose, but, um, you know, because people come in from other places. But walking down Main Street in Northport Village, people just say hi to you, it's friendly. And then we're a big dog village. Uh, now you got me talking about Northport. You know I sit on the board of the, the Chamber of Commerce. I'm always promoting my village. But we, uh, you know, we have the little doggy baggies already, the stations that you can grab if, if you get yours. And we get so many dogs walking, you know, p- people walking their dogs. And once you have a dog, it's an automatic invitation to talk to somebody. People, like when I bring magic, well, I know your boyfriend, right? My, that's my oh, big great security. For any of the listeners um, who are too shy to, to put out a question right now, I have a 120-pound Great Pyrenees, which basically is a big, white, long-haired dog. And um, he's he's called Magic, and he's quite magical. I could be walking down one side of the street. People try to walk by me, and they just, they're watching him, and then they just got to stick their hand out and touch him. It's the funniest thing. And he's really good about it, so it, it's, I have no problem with that. But I've seen people cross the street just to come over to pet him. And, um, you know, so I just, I start, we meet 20, 30 people when we go for our, our little walk. And that's just the way it is. And I don't know if you do that. I guess I would be kind of an oddball walking through Manhattan because I'd probably be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be careful that you and Magic didn't get run over. <laughs> it's kind of like the running of the bulls in Manhattan. <laughs> I don't spend much time in Manhattan, i got to tell you. I like it out here in North I had, Yeah, I hadn't gone there for a long time. Well, like I said, we moved out here. 23 years ago, and, and once I moved out here, I, like, hardly ever went back, but then a couple of times that I did have to spend a few days there and go back there, I used to get heart palpitations, and I'd say to myself, you used to be here every day in this energy doing this, and I'm like, I don't know how I did it. 
concentrated in a small geographic area. I know I usually warn people because um, I do it myself. If you go to places like Omega, you know you're going like you're doing a lot. Of, you're opening up and you're expanding. If you got to go home and you got to pass through New York City or Long Island, I'm like you got to downshift, okay? You just got to like downshift, close up your aura a bit, man. When you get to that within a yep. certain proximity of the city. Because, you know, I, I know when I'm driving and I'm like on 684 heading north, I love to go up every couple of weeks. I like to drive up to Woodstock or Rhinebeck. Um, love those two places. Yeah, you Saugerties. We go all over. We have all the different towns that we hit. And um, I hit a certain spot at 684. I guess it's just the, uh, geographically far enough away. And all of a sudden I feel my aura go, and I just kind of expand. It's almost like, to, you know, where I, I am when I'm actually working or leading a meditation, but we're in a protected, sacred space. Uh, it's just, you know, but we come home, and there's, again, there's a certain spot on 95 that I just go downshift, <laughs> you know, because of <laughs> sensitivity. So absolutely, I understand what you're saying. And um, people, ex- that's why you get a lot of sensitives that have problems going to busy places like malls and movie theaters yeah, and things I like that. I malls. I, I do everything in my power not to go into a mall. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I when I first started opening, I, I it was kind of daunting. It was uncomfortable where I'd never had that feeling before. Um, but I just said to myself, because I had a dear friend who was an excellent medium, I loved her dearly. But she couldn't go to malls. She couldn't go to crowded stores. It just she couldn't. And I said, I I, I just can't go there, spirit. Like, um, Madison, Madison Square yeah. Garden and the like. Can't do that either. No, I well, when I, it was difficult in the beginning, but I just I said, spirit, I cannot do that. I need to be able to go places. I'm here on earth, so you need to show me or help me get a handle on this so that I can. Plus, I have young children. Um, you know, I need to take them to crowded places like Disney World or whatever. So that was one of the things I worked on because I refused to, you know, not be able to. Uh, and, it, you know, it works. Now, granted, if I'm not feeling well or if I have a sinus infection, uh, then then it does become too daunting to be in that kind of crazy uh, atmosphere. But otherwise, it, it, it works. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I would suggest you know I taught last night, so since uh, tonight all of our our listeners are being a little quiet about their questions, um, I'd like to just kind of throw something out there. I channeled it at the end of class, which is not common for me to do during that type of class. Uh, the energies are pretty volatile right now. You know, there's a lot of emotion yeah. in the air. You're saying you felt it, as did I, you know, with all the negative coming through the, the Facebook news feed. And, um, but it's also just in the air. And I've heard a lot of not only what's going on at um, the national and international level with government, but also in families. I'm just hearing more and more of it from people. They're going through tough times. There's explosions and chaos and arguments. So I think it would be wise... Um, if people just, those that are sensitive, remember maybe for the next three to six months, I feel six months is a bigger pull, you get up in the morning, drop that white tube of light around you, okay, when you're going to go out. Um, And the same thing at night when you go to sleep. It's there to be used. You know, your guides do shield you, but at times of um, intensity like we've been having, It's not a bad practice to start consciously just kind of pulling the white tube of light around you before you start your day, all right? It just helps keep you centered and able to function better because regardless if you are sensitively awake or intuitively awake, 
Uh, every single person walking on the earth plane is a spiritual being. They're, they're beings of energy, um, they're having a physical expression of life. So uh, everyone is being affected even if they don't consciously understand that. So you yeah, there are some to... people who are being affected who, like you said, they're not consciously aware of it. They don't even give a thought to the fact that they may be being affected. They might think it's something else or if you're of a more pragmatic, logical, analytical, left-brain type of person, you're not going to give a thought to this could be something energetic or something spiritually energetic that's affecting me. So, yeah, good point. Right, because, you know, it's the same concept as people uh, accept now the seasonal affective disorder. Do I have that name right? You know, the lack of sunshine causes, brings on yeah, depression. Seasonal affective Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, okay. So, um People are more readily accepting that. But if you went back 40, 50 years, they'd look at you like you had two heads. What are you talking about? People, yeah, they would you know. just say, get over it. You know, you're crazy. You're just imagining it, you know. Just move right. on. You know, <laughs> how does a little bit of clouds or sun, you know, deprivation of sunshine is going to affect that? Whereas scientists have shown now, of course, uh, you know, the vitamin D, gets diminished, vitamin D affects your mood, it affects your immune system, you get sick more. Um, so the same concept applies to us being energetic uh, beings and, you know, affected by the vibrations in the air. Whether you're aware of it or not, it is and it happens. So precautions, just drop a little bit of a white tube. That's what was, came through me last night to channel to my class. And then after class, people started, you know, oh, yeah, I'm having a tough six weeks. I'm getting transferred here. Or, oh, yes, oh, it's been horrible, and I've been really drained during the week. So I'm hoping my, my students feel better this week with that sage advice from spirit. And I'm sharing it to all those that are listening. Uh, because Good. even if you are flying above the um, the negativity that's out there, it's still going to be pulling on you. So. Oh yeah, it it gets in. <laughs> you know, it seeps in the cracks wherever it can. Um, I'm very big on doing every morning the white light. I do the egg thing, the white light around me. I seal my own personal energetic egg with white light. And then, of course, the blue light from Archangel Michael to protect me. And if I'm having an especially difficult day or I'm feeling heavy vibes coming in, I'll surround myself with the violet ray and the violet flame. And it doesn't take long. you got to protect yourself and, and seal yourself so that you're, you know, nothing... Uh, that you don't want in your aura gets into your aura. Absolutely. And it also, you know, just kind of weighs you down. You know, it's like walking into the room where everyone's really upset and bored and down versus walking into the room that they're having a fiesta and a party. Right. So. Well, we have two minutes left and... We had no callers this evening, which is kind of odd, but then, you know, oddities do happen. You guys in the chat room, thanks for tuning in and listening. None of they had, none of those people in there had any questions tonight. Um, so we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. Have a good week, folks.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.